Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome in to the final episode of the Final Score Podcast for 2023. Rex Watek here with you, and our final guest of the year will be the head coach of the Frederick Community College men's basketball team, Daryl Whiten. Uh, always good to catch up with uh, Coach Whiten. Uh, very involved uh, in the community, uh, uh, doing, doing lots of charitable causes. I know his team has been uh, busy doing a lot of that stuff, uh, working at uh, uh, the uh, food bank um, and, and some of the shelters in town, and also spreading some Christmas cheer uh, uh, throughout downtown Frederick with some uh, caroling. I'm, I'm, I'm curious uh, what, what the singing voices are like on, on, on the FCC men's basketball team, so we'll talk to Coach White about that. Uh, but first, uh, before he comes in, I wanted to do some end-of-the-year stuff with um, my guys here, Alexander Daisy and John Cannon. On our website right now, we have a poll. I, I don't know if everyone's seen it or not. It's, it's not the most prominently displayed poll, but, but it is there on our website every day uh, where we vote for our story of the year in Frederick County. Uh, we have seven options on on the poll, and, and voting is continuing, I guess, uh, uh, through uh, all of all of this week uh, before uh, we have uh, the the clear story of the year as voted on by our readers. And the choices are uh, the all county state final uh, in in football between Ligonier and Oakdale. Uh, two local players picked in the first round of the NFL draft. Jordan Addison uh, went to the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, Brian Brzee of Urbana uh, went to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, girls flag football became a varsity sport in Frederick County. First a varsity sport to come on the scene in some time. Uh, that is an option. Um, Trey Lipscomb uh, rising through the Nats farm system. The former Urbana player. Tennessee Volunteer uh, now playing well in the Nats farm system, and, and, and he's had a steady rise uh, uh, through that organization. Um, how about Ethan Arneson, the terrific running back for uh, Ligonor, uh, becoming Frederick County's all-time rushing and touchdown leader? Uh, Delaney Reef, uh, outstanding softball player, uh, multi-talented softball player, leading Urbana to a state title. And the final choice would be uh, Brody Buffington, the, the Catoctin track star, uh, uh, getting disqualified uh, in, in, in the, the regional 300-meter uh, dash. Uh, gained, gained some national attention as several uh, Olympians uh, came to his defense once uh, the video was tweeted out by uh, the Hagerstown Herald Mail's uh, Andy Mason. Uh, so those seven stories, all, all very noteworthy, all all. all um, could be uh, very worthy uh, coach or story of the year uh, candidates. Uh, guys, where do you come out on? Uh, what what do you think is the best story? Um, I mean, this is probably not going to surprise anybody, um, but I, I feel like the obvious pick has to be the Lingonor Oakdale final football final, just because of how unique it is and how it, you know, it sort of, I guess, establishes, you know, or, or I guess reaffirms Frederick County as a statewide football power. Um, of course, me, me, me being on the flag football beat the yeah. whole time. I'd like, to, I'd like to give. I'd like, to, I'd hope, I'd hope that flag football does well in this poll. I, I don't know, I don't know if it will, but that I, I feel like in any other year where this Lingonor Oakdale final didn't happen, that one would have a real shot at winning. But, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's not every day you get a new varsity sport, and not every day you're the county pioneering said varsity sport uh, in a state where you're not the biggest and usually. You know, 
usually a most uh, influential county. <laughs> I, I figured that would be your. An- I figured that would be your answer. I did not not just for just the newness of it, but but what it could mean for the future and this becoming a, a, a state sanctioned state championship sport. So so just just with the the future impact of of that story is probably the greatest of all of these clearly. Um, and, and I'm sort of surprised that that wasn't your answer, but, but yeah, you can't go wrong with, with, with the football final. Um, uh, John, I will say it's, it's the answer in my heart. I know my, my, my head, my head might, might tip, tip the nod. Now, to, now, now hold on here. One. Now you've seen the voting has been underway for some yes. time. You, you've seen where the voting mm-hmm. is trending. Did, did that influence your pick there? Mm, not really. Um, I, John and I were talking about this when he, when he came up with the list about a week and a half ago. And I think I, I said, um, if. John, you recall, I kind of said pretty much the same thing. Where it's like any other year, I would put flag football one. I mean, again, I, I hope it, I hope it goes to one. I don't know if it will, but yeah, I think I think I think it's one where it, it kind of you know the obvious pick kind of does rise to the top. Uh, John, John, what's your story of the year? Uh yeah, the same. I mean, that that Oakdale Lingenor football game. I mean, it's just so historic and. That's got to be the one. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it, or I don't mean you know what I mean. My actually, I, I wasn't too involved with a lot of these stories, um, except for Urbana softball, which I covered a fair amount, and I I enjoyed watching Delaney and her career. She was amazing, and uh, so if if, if you want to go with my heart, that's where that would be. But I mean, uh, yeah, the Lincoln Oakdale football is just hard to top. Uh, I, I'm curious if the popularity of football in, in, influenced your choices again. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the you you have a feeling you think what might was going to win, or uh, did that did that influence your choice at all? There, I mean, maybe subconsciously a little bit. Like, like I, I, I guess I just know what it means to the county, right? And especially to that to that sort of you know part of the county, like around Newmarket and and that area, with 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 the schools being you know being so close and being rivals, and again all the storylines that we've already you know delved in and out of at, at length, but. It, it, it just it's just one where like, like kind of John said it, it feels like it just towers over everything else you know even if there are um you know worthy uh worthy other options um it's it's just it, it just it just kind of has to be you know yeah I'm going yeah. to agree with you guys and you can also tie in the fact that Oakdale won a, the state title with with, with the uh, per, the perfect 14 and0 record mm-hmm. you could you could tie all their accolades into it C- certainly one of the best um uh Frederick County single season teams, I, I, I would say, John, over, over the years, um, they, yeah. they, they rank right up there. Uh, three uh, Division One bound um, college players. Although I was thinking this week, like with all the trouble swirling around uh, the, the Michigan program and with Jim Harbaugh's likely exit, I mean, I don't know. If you're Dom Nichols, uh, are, are you – I I have no information on this. I'm I'm just spitballing here. But but are you are you rethinking your Michigan choice with with the future trouble that program could be in? So I mean, and is and is the coach that recruited you going to be there? So, um, I I, I don't know. Uh, the, 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 the just strikes me as something to, to to keep our eye on, as well as Hunter Thompson, uh, but, but potentially, um, uh uh g- getting an opportunity to school bigger than ohio so we'll, we'll we'll see if those guys those oakdale guys <laughs> uh st- stay st- stay where where they began uh their, their college careers uh but anyway just, just just the whole oakdale story ties into it the, the uniqueness of it I, I i agree with you guys and um it, it, and flag football i i would i would say is, is right on its heels just 
just with the uniqueness of that as well. Uh, been a while since Frederick County had added a varsity sport, and um, and again, yeah, just the future impact. With within probably five years, this will be pretty prevalent across the state, and, and the MPSSAA could be awarding a state championship in flag football. Uh, the one, if if there's a near and dear one in my heart, is probably the Brody Buffington uh, uh, DQ one because that, that's one I was uh, heavily mm-hmm. tied in since I, I covered track and field uh, 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 for, for the paper so often. So um, and just the uniqueness of that story. I mean, uh, a, a kid from Thurmont, Maryland, little little Thurmont, Maryland, is like one one of the two fastest kids in the country. I mean, you know, what, what are the odds of that? So. <laughs> Um, so all all these are great stories. I mean, uh, you, you can't you can't argue with any of yeah, them. Really, when I compiled the list, it amazed me just how many huge things we had happen. I mean, you know, usually a lot of if we had, we haven't never done this before, but if we had, you're usually gonna have a bunch of state championships in there, which are a big deal. But you had all these like bizarre or unique or historic things that happened this year. I mean, every year somebody wins a state title. It might not always be from Frederick County, but somebody wins. But you get like the Buffington story was just such a like lightning bolt, you know, like all of us, he gets DQ'd and this thing goes like viral online. And uh, I mean, that's never happened before. And it's just right. a bizarre thing. And, right. you know, two guys go in the first round of the NFL who are from the county. I mean, that's never happened before. Yeah. All I these... mean, we haven't had a first round pick since Chuck Foreman back yeah. in the, back in the seventies and we have two in one year. So, right. right. So it was a unique year. Uh, and, and John, you typically put together our uh, chronology, uh, which is, we've typically done a huge chronology where we keep a. Uh, I don't know if you do it. Keep track throughout the year. You keep a running list. Or <laughs> if I was you... smart, I would, but I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but it's just this giant story file, basically, of, of all the noteworthy events that happened throughout the year, sort of in chronological order. But this is sort of taking the place of that. Right. This poll, we're we're sort of streamlining things with this this year. Correct. Yeah, we had decided if we wanted to go this route and or that or the, what we always did. And we said, eh, let's try this this year and see how it, how it fares. Right. Uh, the, the year in general for Frederick County sports guys, uh, 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 what do you think? I mean, you had all this unique stuff happen, but, but, but were there, there's some other stories that maybe weren't one of these that, that, that stuck with you or were particularly memorable for you. Ooh. Um, now you're, now you're putting me on the spot here and I got, I got to think, cause these, these obviously were the big ones. Um, nothing, nothing, I guess that quite reaches the same level as that. Um, Maybe, uh, maybe on the baseball side of things, you know, Urbana making the state uh, state championship. Um, you know, they had an. Uh, I don't think they. Uh, I'm totally like drawing a blank now, but I think it was their first time ever making it. Um, so that you know that that kind of being a big deal for them after being so close, so many, you know, so many other times. Um, uh, the CMC, uh, the CMC, uh, the CMC, I guess breaking out into sixteen, uh, sixteen team and. Mm-hmm doing some funky stuff with the divisions now um i only just thought of that because i was thinking of the cmc baseball title game which ended in a tie <laughs> which i still think is kind is, of is hilarious it just me or but... were, were we kind of light on team state champions this year i mean soccer we we didn't have a team get get to the get to the final i, I think the... we did have one in every at least one in every season but yeah it definitely i it definitely felt like we had maybe more teams get far but not as many seal the deal if right. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean soccer, yeah. soccer, it's pretty unheard of when we don't have one mm-hmm. team, boys or girls, in this in the state final. Um we have what Linganore and wrestling, right? Duels. Uh, yeah, that that mm-hmm. uh, right. Um right. And and we don't get a wrestling duels champion every year, so that so that was sort of a plus in in in, in uh the 
um, successful year column uh, right there. Basketball. Um, Basketball, the furthest were Frederick and Walkersville boys, and they both crashed down the semis. So, so, um, so no basketball finalists, yeah. even even though we yeah. haven't had a lot of basketball champions, well, especially on the boys' side, we mm-hmm. usually have a team crack through to, to, to maybe the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tr- track, you, you, you had your normal allotment of uh, champions and team champions. Um, sort of unique in track for 3A boys. Um, uh, TJ was first, and then Frederick was second in, mm-hmm. in, in 3A. So, so you had the top two teams. Uh, in outdoor track for, for, for 3A. I guess uh, if you want to extend that to the fall, you had um, both uh, Caroline Gregory um, and James Yeah, That was a unique story, too. Uh, having the the biggest classification, Class 4A, have, have the two individual cross-country champions um, uh, be from the county. The Frederick girls all, all, almost won, won the team title for 3A, falling one point short there. So... Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, 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 this area is so, so big and so talented. Every every year is going to have uh, its fair share of successes. It seems uh, you've been here now two years now, going on two years, Alexander. Just uh, as your perception of the county sports, I, I imagine it was always pretty high, but has your perception changed a bit since since you've worked here for two years now? <laughs> well, I I feel like the answer has to be yes, given that I actually like know the ins, <laughs> kind of know the specific ins and outs of it. I mean, truthfully, I, I don't I don't know how much I remember remember if I said anything about this going into it. But again, coming from Montgomery County, the only thing I really knew was Urbana um, because we, you know we would like Urbana was the only team that would frequently come down and play us or Montgomery County teams. Um, and outside of that, I didn't really know a ton about the you know, like the, the depth of the county sports scene. So, I mean, absolutely, it, it, it's changed. And, 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 and again, even if I didn't know stuff, I think I, again, I just, just with the nuance that I know of, you know, like what, what the county, what sports is the county good at, which is the answer is a, most of them, a lot of them, um, you know, what teams are good at what, what, you know, wh- who's, who's better at what. Uh, and the fact that we have teams at all, you know, at every classification too, you know, you kind of, Kind of almost you have to expand your brain for that because you you get you got you got to know who's good at what levels. But um, it, it's definitely you know I, I've definitely been able to think put things in perspective more. And I also now know the you know I guess the whole state scene better rather than just Montgomery County and I guess the, the you know the occasional team you'd see from Prince George's or Howard or Anne Arundel. Racking my brain back to lacrosse season. I'm, I'm I'm just trying to think of stories. Oh, uh, we, we had we Middletown. Might, we we Middle- might be underselling. Like Middletown girls made the final, yeah. John, and mm-hmm. and they were competitive against Manchester Valley, but but I, I guess uh, the the the, the, cards. The, the, the the cards caught up to them, and Manchester Valley, much like the regular season meeting, sort of took advantage of yeah, of, out- of playing uh, players up i mean in in the game well, yeah i mean to put it in perspective frederick county's never had a, a girls lacrosse state champion and i believe that is the only team sport that the county has never had a state champion in and um i thought it was going to happen that night they were out playing a uh, man valley and then they started getting these cards and these cards and the, the way the rules were they ended up playing several players down for the last however many minutes it was and they were at the, they were leading at the time and then they lost it was a something to owe run and that, that did it for them so that, that was tough to say yeah. And, and, and no boy like Urbana's uh, won, won state titles recently. Ligonor's won state titles recently, but no boys. The uh, both of those schools got to the semis but lost. Um, okay. Yeah, and I don't think, and I don't believe, 
I think it was the same deal last year. I think they got to the semis and no, but nobody made the finals. And we mentioned Urbana softball won, and also Catoctin made the you know, softball finals, lost a heartbreaker, won nothing. Uh, they're great. Yeah. Great pitcher Taylor Smith pitched a great game as usual, and it, it, it's just it's not quite. Yeah, I mean, it, again, this speaks to Delaney Reef, but a player as great as Taylor Smith, who would be the the player of the year in most other areas, right. I mean, deservingly so. Right. Uh, and I know, John, you thought about making them uh, mm-hmm. uh, co oh, yeah. co players of the year. Uh, sure, she got serious uh, consideration point, for um, sure. Yeah. Um, just because when you when you throw uh, a, 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 a no hitter in in, in in the state, uh, a nineteen strike out no hitter in the state semifinals mm-hmm. uh i mean that, that that that's that's something you just don't forget so um and we should say that delaney ended up being the maryland gatorade state player of the year which was the first time that happened for us for softball and then in baseball as well with, uh, with joey mcmanus yeah. he was the he was the boys uh or the, he was the baseball gatorade player which is also the first time that happened so again frederick county um, i mean yeah what are your- i i guess i guess i realized when we were going through baseball i did miss mentioning him but yeah, like the the, it, it, the season he had, I I know I tried to and then eventually gave up on because it was there was just not enough data to like really back up, try to back up my uh, claim and 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 all that. But I think McManus, you could argue, is maybe maybe put together the single greatest baseball season by a Frederick County baseball player at least in the recent years. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he, I mean, he led the county in basically every single pitching and hitting. Statistical category. It's hard, hard to say. Hard to say ever because so many yeah. good baseball players right. have come that's out of the, Frederick County. That's the, but, that's the asterisk. But but, but in recent years, probably, yeah. probably, probably for sure. Yeah, I, I did. Try, I did. Uh, John, I mm-hmm. did see me fiddling around with a spreadsheet at one point, and then I gave up because it was it wasn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and again, just uh, just to note Delaney Reef's uh, unique story. She's going to college. She's going to Maryland to play catcher, and she did so much. Uh, good work for Urbana as a pitcher, um, mm-hmm. and she was maybe more noteworthy uh, her season uh, for, for the job she did as a pitcher in leading Urbana to a state title. So just the uniqueness of that's not her best position, but but yet she was she was arguably um, one one of the very best in the county at that. If you go back, um, I covered a. Her, I guess it was her freshman year. Um, remember the pitcher Urbana had before was Spencer Rupinta. And Spencer uh, was going away. That was that weird COVID year. So her and a couple of the other girls were already going to the ocean because remember, early in the season they had had not decided they were going to have a state championship yet. So when they decided that, uh, Spencer had already made commitments to go out of town. So Frank Husson, Urbana's coach, had to like scramble to get another pitcher. And I was at the game against Catoctin where he brought in Delaney, and that was the first time she had pitched, or she had just started pitching. Maybe the game before that, they were kind of throwing her in there to see how she did, and she did fine. And, and that was the start of it. You know, that was something she – so she started doing it here and there, here and there. And then by this past year, she was a legitimate ace. Right. right. Exactly. As good as any pitcher in the state um, it, 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 it two positions, uh, really. So, um, Alexander, you're a resident Nats fan. Where is Trey? Tell – update on Trey everyone on where Trey is in their organization. So Trey finished the season out in double-A, um, and he then he went to the Arizona Fall League and did – did fine, not you know nothing, nothing too spectacular. But um, uh, he did win a he did win a minor league Gold Glove award. Um, you know, uh, listed as a third baseman, which was his primary position. But the big the big move with him was they started Nat started using him as as a or the um the organization started using him as like a utility infielder because they're a little bit they have a, they have a few third basemen now who are a little bit ahead of him in terms of like the prospects. So. 
Um, so, so his, his value, because his bat has been so good, um, you know, is to, is to just turn into a utility man, but his glove is clearly just as good. Cause he's winning all, you know, he's won, he won the minor league gold glove award and the, the Nats like systems defensive player of the year. Um, so as of right now, you know, it's just, it's just off season, you know, training and stuff. Um, and then he'll be at spring, you know, he should be at spring training, uh, in February and, I mean, I the the most likely thing I think for him is honestly he'll probably maybe he starts at double A, but I could I could easily see him starting at triple A and then maybe potentially as early as middle of next year, um, if he if he continues on this trajectory, you know, getting called up to the majors. I mean, that would be quite fast for a, I mean, he's a college player, so I guess it's not quite as you know, I guess it's not quite as um, you know, uh, not not the fastest ever, but still, it'd be pretty remarkable if he's you know drafted to majors in two years is, is he a trade chip given the nats have so many third basemen? yes that is that is i guess the big sort of asterisk in all this is that depending on what the nats do i mean so far at least in the offseason the nats have you know basically made just some sort of marginal signings but they haven't really done you know they haven't really done anything to indicate they're back in contention when they do that will probably be next offseason going to the 2025 um so if he does get traded that might be the that might be the year to do that, but um, you know he's he, he he's a guy where where you, you know he he would be probably a fairly valuable prospect piece to include in a trade if if they do you know choose to do so because they are starting to get somewhat jammed up in the infield uh, you know with their prospect infielders, um, but also again because his bat you know his his bat has been so consistent and solid that you know he could also just be a guy where you know you don't want to maybe necessarily give up, give up on that right away. If you, you know, unless you're going to get a good piece back. So, you know, maybe just again, have him be a utility man, be a DH, you know, see how, see how it goes. So that's, I think that's kind of to be decided this year and see, see how, um, cause again, I mean, the Nats won, they won like 71 games or something like that last year, um, which is, you know, a, a big step forward. And they're probably, probably this year they'll be around, around or maybe just under 500 so as long as they keep showing that progress and that 25 is going to be their year um to get back in contention um then you know then then we'll see but we'll see what the moves the dodgers are making so, oh my god uh, <laughs> um uh, but but anyway any final thoughts on 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 the year that was in frederick county sports 2023 guys Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, no, I just I'm I'm just thinking and looking ahead now, but I who knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Just, we summed up a lot of the big stuff, I think. Uh, once again, uh, the poll is on our website. You have to hunt a little bit for it, but it is on our sports page. Uh, story of the year, uh, all county state football final, uh, two NFL uh, draft choices in the first round. Uh, girls flag football becomes a varsity sport. Brody Buffington disqualified in, in, in a high profile when what became a very high profile race. Uh, Trey Lipscomb uh, rising through the Nat system at a pretty fast clip. Uh, Ethan Arneson becoming um, the all-time rushing leader and touchdown leader in Frederick County, and uh, Delaney Reef leading Urbana to a state softball title. Uh, all great stories, and those are your choices on the website. Go to FrederickNewsPost.com. Uh, backslash sports to vote and when we come back uh, we'll talk to Frederick Community College basketball coach Daryl White so stay with us here on the final score (music) 
All right, always love having my next guest on, uh, Coach Daryl Whiten of Frederick Community College Men's Basketball. Uh, Coach, happy holidays to you. Thanks for oh, doing happy this. Happy holidays to you as well, Daryl. Thanks for having me. Uh, you guys were getting into the holiday spirit uh, this week, I understand. You were you were down on the creek singing some Christmas carols? Yeah, we, we, first we started out, we actually was um, <clears throat> doing what we enjoy doing, that's serving our community. Uh, we went to the rescue mission as well as the Allen P. Linton uh, Cold Weather Shelter, um, the Religious Coalition for Emergency Human Needs, and, and just more or less giving back uh, to the communities and, and having our men and women's basketball program uh, to take a look at some of the things that uh, they may not be actually prevalent or actually have seen um, in real life other than what they may have seen on TV. And, uh, Mr. Al Green, uh, who's one of the shelter managers there, just did an outstanding job just uh, showing us around and just basically, you know, take nothing for granted because you could be givers today and receivers tomorrow. So um, uh, we, we're forever grateful to be able to give back to our community because that's what it's all about, uh, winning off the court um, and, and that's serving our community. So we had a great time. And then we left there and we went down on the creek and, and started to um, – uh, do some Christmas caroling, and, and that was so much fun. As cold as it was outside, I mean, we were very warm because uh, just electrifying uh, uh, the songs that we were singing, uh, bringing joy to the community, and cars were just coming by and blowing the horn. People were stopping, taking pictures and videoing and everything, and someone across the street from Hoochin' Banners was actually came out and videoed, and they must send it to one of our great uh, politicians there because uh, he had given me a call. And he said, uh, hey, coach, um, uh, great job, but uh, you guys want to probably stick to playing basketball. <laughs> but it was, I'll tell you, man, it, it was so much fun uh, uh, to be able to do that. Though. Were you out there singing too? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Did just traditional Christmas carols, I guess? or um... Yes. You know, I mean, and, you know, we didn't know all the words and that's where my wife came in at because her thing was that she wanted to print it up print up the words and right and and help us to sing uh, because she's the choir director at our church um, but our thing was we just wanted to just go out there and just do it um uh, unannounced and, and those type of things and, and we were just singing nodding our heads to some of the chorus and then we would come out and say all I want for, you know, I'm yeah, not going to sure. sing it right yeah, now, you know, you and then know. Jingle Bells, but it was so much fun, man. I mean, we, we had a great time. Do you have a good singing voice? Depending yeah. on what day it is. <laughs> okay. Well, when, when you wake up in the morning and you're, and you're in the shower, you put, you probably sing your best, right? Like, and, like everyone does in the shower, and, right? And my, my favorite song is To God Be the Glory. <laughs> there, there you go. Do you have any singers on your team? Anyone with a... We, we have a, a few. Okay. Yeah, you have, have, you a, have few. a few that could handle a, a solo up in front of a crowd? They probably could. Maybe one or two. Okay. Um, you know, some of them think that they, they should be on The Voice. Um, right. Yeah. So the community loved it. They were blowing their horns and stuff. What would what, your players think of the, the experience? I, I mean, they, they were they were really excited about it. They didn't think that uh, as many people were going to be out and many people was going to be so uh, receptive about what it was that we were doing. But, I mean, it, we had so much fun. We were scheduled uh, – we scheduled ourselves to be there for maybe – I don't know, 15 minutes, and we ended up being there for probably about 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. So it was that much. That's, that's, that's all, it was probably the tallest group of Christmas carolers that, that, that people <laughs> that people had seen in a long time, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. Absolutely. You know, when you, got, <laughs> when you have guys six, seven, you know, six, eight, you know, singing and everything with their, with their Santa hats on, uh, that was uh, right. 
uh, super fun. So, so, so what else did you guys? You served some food and you handed out some clothes. Or, yeah, uh, we we donated uh, some, some canned goods to the um, excuse me to the rescue mission, uh, non-perishable food items. Uh, then we also um, donated some uh, some winter items uh, to the Allen P. Linton uh, Cold Weather Shelter, other uh, religious coalitions for emergency human needs. And now we're getting ready to team up with uh, uh, Frederick Aging, Frederick County Aging, um, where we're going to be making a, a a big donation to them as well. So we're just trying to get our guys engaged and stay engaged, and, and not only uh, just our players, but our whole athletic uh, department, uh, student athletes, because again, I mean, we want them to see the other side of whatever it is that they're doing, you know, off the baseball field, off the softball field, you know, off the volleyball court, and just see things into the community. Because I tell you, you know, some things that we may take for granted, uh, when you're going to the homeless shelters, I mean, there's nothing there other than just a bed for them to sleep in. And, and we're telling our guys, you don't see a bunch of tennis shoes underneath the bed because a lot of our guys are what they call uh, – uh, sneaker heads or whatever, and, and you don't see those things, and you don't see Xbox uh, up up on the wall where they're playing video games. I mean, this is like um, reality. Uh, so so we're just grateful to be able to expose them to those type of things. I mean, you've been on here before and talked about this, but why is giving back to the community, why, why is that so important to you? That, that, that's so important because the thing of it is, what was given to us, we have to be a, a blessing to others, and we can't take it for granted because, you know, her whole thing is, it, is about raising self-esteem, and, and when you are, you know, being an individual that actually can, can help one person, that person is going to go on. It's going to be a domino effect, and, and that's the whole thing is that we're trying to just up lift and, and then you know with my my, my uh, a christian belief uh, that's you know that's what we should be doing we should be reach one teach one um, regardless of uh, whether they're young, old, or whatever it may be. Because as I said before, I mean, we could be, you know, givers today and receivers tomorrow. So we take nothing for granted. And we're forever ever grateful to be able to just assist and, and enhance the lives of everybody in our community. Are, are your players and people involved with your team, are they, are they sort of surprised to see what they see, that, that not everyone has a bunch of sneakers under their bed, that not everyone has an Xbox, that not everyone – uh, is, is sure where their next meal is going to come from, or, or, or are they surprised to see that? To well, I, I, I think some of them are. Um, you know, they're they're not accustomed to seeing those type of things, and and again, exposure. Uh, uh, means a lot to them. I mean, they may see it. I, I had a player uh, that actually said, he said, Coach, you know, I, I've seen this on CNN. I've seen it out in New York, but I've never um, actually. You, you don't think it's in Frederick County? Correct. You know, they didn't think that it was actually this close to home um, and for them to actually uh, witness this. So, yeah, I mean, some of them um, haven't seen uh, th- this type of uh, uh, um, things before. Then again, we, we have, you know, some individuals that really take it to heart and we, we've had players before that had to walk out the shelter because they really couldn't handle it. I mean, they, because they just couldn't believe it's what it was emo- that they were saying. It's an emotional thing. Oh, yeah, it, it's uh, very emotional. And, for and, sure. And we also go to homeless camps and stuff uh, in, in the community where you have the outside sites where, you know, they're actually seeing uh, folks the, the, the age, you know, the same age as them. Uh, along with their family that may be sleeping in tents. So to more exposure uh, that we can actually expose them to, uh, what's going to happen is it's going to enhance, you know, them as continue to be humble.
Right. And, and you guys are in your holiday break in your season, right? Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, you're four and five overall, uh, which is not a bad mark. Uh, you played your last game on, on December 13th at, at Northern Virginia, right? That's correct. And, and that one snapped a pretty good run for you. You guys had won uh, uh, four in a row uh, prior to that close loss to Northern Virginia Community College. But, but you're playing well, and then uh, your, your next game will be, I guess, in early January. That is correct. Um, against Allegheny. Correct. Is that right? So, so you get started. How, how do you handle this break? Because having a big – I know it's the holidays, but having a big, long break like this is not – uh, a, a typical thing in a lot of sports seasons. Well, the thing of it is, we're, we're still practicing, uh, you know, six days a week, uh, of course, and we'll have a few days off uh, uh, right around Christmas. Uh, we'll, we'll take maybe a day or two off there. Uh, but another thing too is that, you know, as we are uh, practicing, we go into the community because it, it's life lessons, and so really, we don't really consider a break at all because although we're not on the court, we're in the community, and and that's the most important thing. And we're super excited about the second half of the season after January because we got a lot of major uh, parts that are coming back. Uh, we have the number one rebounder in the country last year, Malik Weatherspoon. Uh, he'll be uh, – actually, he's with us right now. We have another young man, Bryson Boyd, who lost his mom, um, you know, six, seven kids. So he's actually getting back and acclimated um, – uh, you know, w with the team and the system, and, and and that's that's a tough thing for anybody, you know, and you know, for you to be, you know, the baby of the family, you know, 18 years of age, and and you lose your mom, um, or lose any member of your family, and you know, we we just continue to pray for him, and I really, you know, love our church family and our and our pastor, Pastor Joseph Deck, Joseph P. Deck the Third. I mean, we just been reaching out and praying for him as well as you know his family. So it's been a good job there. Um, but also not only uh, getting him back, we have another uh, young man, 6'5 kid from uh, Washington, D.C., Solomon Holman. Um, you know, we're excited to get him back, too. So a lot of the pieces are coming together. And we said at the beginning of the year, if we can be 500 or close to it by January, man, it's going to be sky's the limit. So right. we're super excited. And, and you're right there. You're, you're, you're four and five overall. Absolutely. Um, and how how are things for you here? This is your second season on the job. Um, so are things a little smoother? Or, or are they easier? Are, are things rolling a little better in well, the second season? Well, I, I tell you, the, the, the biggest thing is that, and I tell folks all the time, I have the dream job. You know, I mean, this is just phenomenal. I, I love coaching at, you know, not only the college level, but being able to be here in your backyard, places where I went to basketball camp, grew up, um, under the tutelage of Al Panza and so forth. So I'm paying, you know, uh, that, that homage to him. It, it's almost like, you know, drinking from the fountain of the person that basically dug the well. And, and we're talking about him, Al Panza. <clears throat> so, excuse me, but, you know, we're this has just been an outstanding uh, 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 program, um, you know, with the leadership that we have. Uh, Dr. Cheeks, you know, our, our president there at the college, who's very supportive of the things we do. Uh, you're talking about Mr. Rodney Bennett, um, you know, the athletic director, you know, he's just, you know, very supportive in the things that we're doing there. And, and it's just going, you know, in the direction that we all pray that it would. So we're super excited. At least I am anyway. Well, what do you enjoy the most about your job? Uh, helping others and being able <clears throat> to see young folks have an opportunity. And that's the biggest thing is we always say don't focus on the level, focus on the opportunity. Everybody thinks they're a Division One basketball player. Um, and, we, and even during our recruiting scheme, we always tell folks that, hey, 
there's the transfer portal that's still out there. COVID is still out there. So, you know, you got a lot of guys that's going into the portal and they're still there because they just thought that they were that Division One basketball player. Then we get some players, they may go to a Division Two or a Division One program and they end up uh, setting. And as they're setting, they're not actually doing anything. And, you know, we bring them back or some of them actually make U-turns and they come to us and they're finding out that it's going to cost them less. They're going to get a whole lot more exposure, and they're going to have this to be a springboard maybe to a Division I a basketball program. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's just helping young folks, that first generation of young person that's able to go um, to the next level, play college basketball, as well as get an outstanding um, uh, academic um, achievement as well. What percentage of your players go on to play college basketball elsewhere? Well, I tell you, we got a high percentage. Uh, we, we have a kid, which is a dream come true. Uh, Brady uh, Jones uh, last year, he actually ended up, um, once he graduated, he's now playing at Clarion, uh, Division Two basketball where I went to school at. Um, we have a couple other guys that are going on and playing Division Three basketball, NAI, uh, Division One, Division Two. Um, so I, I, I would say it's a high percentage, and it's just a matter of trusting the process and understanding that this is the way that you're going to get to that next level. Yeah, I mean, and you're very well connected too. So, so you're a great resource uh, for, for these guys. You, you could help get them to the next place in, in many cases. Correct? Absolutely, yeah. uh, and and that's the biggest thing is just helping them uh, to get to the next level. Right. Well, when you're out on the recruiting trail, what what, what are you looking for? What what, what type of player? Uh, we're looking for high character players. That, that's for sure. Um, and when I say high character players, is that you know guys that's you know going to be able to. Um, work hard in the classroom, and even if they need some help. I mean, we have the best institution. Frederick Community College is the best. We have the best professors. We have the best everything. I know some folks might say I'm being pretty modest because I'm there, but I tell you, I wouldn't trade Frederick Community College for anything. Um, our professors are just outstanding. They're going to make sure that you get the tools um, that's needed in order to be successful, be a successful uh, student-athlete. Um, you know, we, we look for high-character kids, uh, kids that really want to play this game of basketball. But most importantly, you know, student athletes that want to go to class. They want to continue to be great uh, in the classroom. And even if they, they have, you know, some issues um, when it comes to academics, we're, we're still right there for them. Um, and we're going to help them. I mean, last year we had 19 players, all 19 eligible. We had uh, seven guys that was academic, um, all all JUCO as far as academics uh, wise. Um, and I think we had the most in region 20 uh, as far as a uh, uh, basketball. So, you know, those are the type of things that we want to do with this program, continue growing in the right direction. Uh, knowing that everyone's unique and, er and everyone's story is different. What, what type of player typically ends up at your program? Might the player be a little, uh, be underachieving a little bit academically? Might, might they not know what their next step is? Might they be looking for maybe they were under recruited and 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 they were surprised by that? Like what what is the general profile of a player in your program? Well, what happens is there's that stigma out there about junior college players. They always say that junior college players it must not have been afford it must be affordability. Okay, maybe that's why they're there because they couldn't mm -hmm. afford to go somewhere. Or, or their grades aren't right. Good. Or or it's academically you know th those type of things. Or again, they may have been under recruited. You know, our our thing is that you know it could be some of those things. <clears throat> But one of the biggest things that we're finding out is that guys or student athletes are finding out that there's more to being a Division One student athlete. 
so we're, we're getting quite a few of those um, that return. Um, and we're getting a, a lot of these students that parents are saying, hey, we're going to take a chance and we're going to go to community college because, again, it's going to be affordable. Right. And where do you recruit? Where, uh, you're at your <laughs> high school games, obviously. I mean, you were a high school coach, so um, but but you're just out. Uh, beating the bushes in the, yeah. in the community, I imagine. Or? Yeah, we're we're very fortunate. We have we have five coaches on our staff, um, and so we're all over the DMV, um, of course. And 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 we definitely love to uh, you know have our local players because that, that that's a huge thing with me. Uh, I want to get you know the most locals um, that we possibly can because again, this is the community's college. This is not my college. Um, and we need to continue to build with our local student athletes and give them an opportunity as well. But 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 you do reach out a little bit. I I know you have three players on your on your roster here who from are from Virginia. Is, is that about as far out as, as you'll reach for for players? Well, we're, we're pretty much uh, reach anywhere. Right. Um, we, we we got a couple contacts. Uh, uh, some guys that may be coming from Florida um, here to school. But again, we're still trying to work those things out. But. You know, I mean, we do have some guys on the roster, you know, that are from Virginia, uh, Washington, D.C. area. Um, and also, um, I, I think we also have a few maybe from the Montgomery County area. But, you know, we, we just like to um, bring in some good quality um, student athletes. What, what, what is your sales pitch? Well, the biggest thing about I mean, the biggest thing about recruiting is that you have to be honest, transparent. You, you can try to. Uh, present something to a family that you don't have. And then if you don't know the answer, don't be afraid to tell the parent that you don't know, but you'll get back to them. Don't try to make anything up. Um, because I always tell folks that uh, we, we may go to gyms and, and they may have Division One uh, coaches there, Division Two, Division Three, and, and our thing is I just tell the family, just allow me to have a seat at the table. And once I get a seat at the table, I just present our institution. And the biggest thing is it is being honest about what it is that you have to offer. And we have a great academic program. And another thing about you graduate from FCC, now you can go to any of the regular schools like uh, like say University of Maryland, and you don't have to um, you don't have to qualify. You're already basically good to go. You know, at University of Maryland. Is basketball or academics? Is that a bigger part? Of, which which one is a bigger part of your sales pitch? Uh, academics, yeah, because the air is going to come out of ball one day, and we have to have something to fall back on. And and the biggest thing is that we always say no books, no ball. Um, and we got to be more than an athlete. We're not going to just basically shut up and dribble. Now nah, we're going to just do what we do, and we're going to go to class each and every day, um, and we're going to be good student athletes because we're going to represent the fine institution of Frederick Community College. What, what are the consequences if someone doesn't uphold that, not going to class and not, not taking the schoolwork seriously? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they lose playing time, right? Well, and not only playing time. I mean, we, we tell them if you can't go to class, then you can't come to you can't come to practice. No, they can't uh, even practice. You can't okay. even practice. No. Okay. And then yeah. we also have a thing where if if practice starts at four forty five, dressed and ready to go, um, if the doors close, you may pull on the door, but you won't get in. It's, it's all about it, discipline. It, it, it's locked. It's locked exactly. Right. You know? so, so, so you're all about creating good habits and and. Uh, you, you want that good winning culture. Yeah, and the thing of it is we, we also have to be able to develop these young men from boys to men because one day they're going to be on their own, and, and they may not like some of the things like right now, um, but down the road they will eventually you know, figure it out and say, this is why coach was on me. This is why we had to be disciplined. This is why the little things made a big difference. 
do do kids are they receptive to, to the academic message or do they do they just want to hear about the basketball they're very receptive you know okay. because they know and and again that's one of the things that we talk to the parents about uh when we're recruiting um it, it's all about the academic piece you know we, we are going to give you the tools um in order you know to be a good uh basketball player but the biggest tools that we present to you is how to be a student athlete um, because that's major. And I don't care if it's junior college or four-year school. College is college. You have to be able to you know, have time management. You have to be able to have the support, you know, because a lot of, lot of young folks nowadays, we're dealing with uh, the things of mental health. I mean, every time we step on the court before practice, we want to know how folks are doing. And being okay is not okay. You know, we, we need to talk about some issues. I always tell them, um, that you know, I, I brought a, a, a two big bags uh, into the into practice one day. They both was filled with water. One was bigger than the other, and I basically told them that you know, if you're carrying this weight around with you, eventually what's going to happen is I dropped it, and then it just burst all over the place. I said, but if we are seeking help and we're reaching out, we're talking to folks now. As I'm saying this, I'm poking holes into the actual uh, balloon. And water's just starting to seep out because now you're you're allowing yourself to get you know get through it and get some help with whatever it is that you're dealing with. And the mental health piece is again, it's something that's uh, you know that that's big you know among student athletes, not only student athletes, just young people uh, in general. Do your players embrace the chance to give back and some of this off the court stuff? Not not, not everyone might like to do that they might like to be at home playing their xbox and, and not as involved as, as you would like them to be do do your kids do they generally embrace the chance to, to get out there and do things like sing christmas carols and stuff like that well and the thing of it is we don't put a we, we don't put a mandatory thing on anything oh, you don't okay you know and and the thing of it is you know if if, if it's important to them they'll find a way okay. if it's not they'll find an excuse um and we always have a great a hundred percent participant uh, participation when we go out and we do things. Okay, and when you're recruiting a kid, you're you're probably looking for for things that you'd probably say, hey, okay, um, John Smith here, they'd be interested in 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 getting getting involved and being like that. You well, probably that probably fits the profile you're looking for. And, right? and again, another thing too is that when we we tell that to the parents, and when you talk to parents about giving back, you know, their eyes light up because they know that you know that they're student athlete, they're coming to FCC. They're not just going to play basketball. They're going to learn the whole culture. They're going to learn about their community in which they are actually serving. Uh, they're going to learn about, you know, some of the, you know, the seniors in this particular community. They're going to learn about, you know, the young folks in the community. They're going to learn about the homelessness, you know, the soup kitchen and those type of things because that's what it's all about. If, if we don't uh, take time out to give back to our community, who are we? Right. But before we get away from the giving back and before we get into the basketball a little more, I, I know you're involved with I Believe in Me. I mean, you're very involved uh, beyond just the work you do with, with FCC. How do people, if, if people are listening to this and say, how do I do some of this? How, how do they get involved? Well, the, the biggest thing is that we always say that we want, you know, people that are volunteers, not people that are voluntold. Um, and, and people just come out the woodworks and say, hey, how can I do that? And we just basically, you know, we'll bring them on um, and to volunteer and help us with things. And then what happens is, you know, they may bring someone else. And on top of that, then they end up staying. Uh, so people, they, they reach out, they call, 
um, because they want they, to They call that. FCC, or who do they reach well, out to? you know, some of them, they'll, they'll send me an email. Um, okay. I got an email this week uh, from uh, Frederick Memorial Hospital, Frederick Healthcare Center, talking about uh, cancer patients and the pediatric, you know, how we may be able to help them. Um, by maybe just giving basketballs out just to raise self-esteem. And when you, when you have people that's, that are reaching out to you, you know that, you know, you're doing in the community. It's not in vain because people want, you know, want, want you to help them and they see something good in the program. And we work with the SHIP uh, program here in Frederick as well. We do a lot of things with them. Yeah, I, I believe in me. Uh, you, you're very involved with pr pretty much most of the organizations that you can think of out there. Do, do, do you mind sharing your email here just for, for someone that might want to reach out and say, how do I get involved? Yeah, if someone wants to get involved, I mean, they can actually email me right there uh, at the college, and it's dwhiten, um, dwhiten at frederick.edu. At frederick, dwhiten at frederick.edu if Correct. you're interested in, 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 in getting involved and in, in helping some other people out. and. Coach White does a lot of work. I mean, he'll 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 find a, he'll find a job for you if, if 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 you're looking for one. So, all right, basketball wise, what what do you like about this group? I, I just like it. Uh, it's a it's a good cohesive group, uh, brotherhood. I mean, you guys are really feeding off each other. Uh, I, I I'm really seeing uh, some of the things that <clears throat> we didn't think that we was going to see early part. I mean, excuse me, we didn't think we was going to see at this point of the actual program. Uh, when you got guys that are actually lifting each other up, reaching out, um, you know, group texting when, you know, you got a player who, who lost his parent, um, we're sending, you know, these guys are basically taking it upon themselves to send cards uh, to just reach out. And then we got players that are saying, hey, coach, can we do this um, with our basketball team? And again, that's that community aspect uh, thing that, that, that our guys want to do. Right. Uh, you're averaging about 80 points a game. Uh, you're, you're almost there. Uh, you, you make about six threes a game. You're putting up about 20 threes a game. That number would be low to, to your good your good friend Chad Dickman over at Hood College. He, uh, he he wants he wants like 30 to 40 threes a game. Uh, and he he is he doesn't like the mid range. What what is your position on the mid range jump shot? Because he is not he he wa Chad wants a layup or a three. Uh, have you um, abandoned? The mid-range jump shot yourself. I, we have not. We 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 even like the little mid-range because we feel that we can uh, have the uh, the four-point plays, what we call it. Okay. The and one and the foul on the opponent. So you know, if we can get the mid-ranges, we can get you know get uh, get to the basket. Uh, those are going to be things that's going to be very advantageous for our program. And now with uh, you know some of our big rebounders coming back, we'll probably be putting up a lot more threes for uh, sure. Okay, twenty threes a game is that a little low, or is that, is that about right? Or uh, uh, we, we we probably could put up another uh, maybe thirty a game. Okay, almost, and, yes. uh, you, so you want you so you want forty to fifty threes a game too? Yeah. I, at least I, I would love to have anywhere between twenty five thirty threes a game. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, and, and that's not too much. No. Okay. Especially if you're making them. <laughs> okay. Uh, how many of you guys have the green have the green light to to, sh to shoot from out there? Uh, how many of them have yeah. the green light? Yeah. Every, uh, everyone we, or we have we have quite a few. We have Justin Morrissey, who I just love this kid to death. I mean, what a what a great student athlete he is. Uh, and we have Jaden Harrington, who's another kid that yes. pretty much has. T tell us about some of these good stories on your team. Yeah, I mean, uh, J Justin Morrissey, academic, uh, all academic team. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's our leading scorer right now. He's getting several looks uh, at the Division II level. 
Um, and, and we're just super, super excited for him, the way that he's been playing for us. Uh, we have Jaden Arrington, you know, in fact, Justin Morsey, uh, went to, um, uh, Frederick Christian Academy. And then we have, uh, Jaden Arrington who went to Frederick high school. Uh, he's doing a great job for us as well. Um, you know, it's almost, and then we have, uh, uh Terrell Neal. He's a transfer student that, that, that's come in. You know, those three guys are averaging right around, uh, double figures, as I said before, um, and then we have Mike uh, Mike Davis, a six seven freshman, as uh, a high jumper. He's got a wingspan of a seven footer, and this kid is just going to be. He hasn't even touched the surface yet. Uh, and you know, we we talk to him every day about being special, um, because being special to be great. And and he's really you know buying into what it is he needs to do. Uh, we have another freshman, uh, Ryan Turner, um, from Seneca Valley. He's another one of those guys that has the green light. Um, and another another kid local that we're giving a green light to is Will Rodriguez. Uh, it's funny because uh, he's from Oakdale, right? He's from Oakdale. You know, Will, his brother plays there too, yeah, Alex. Yeah, Will can really shoot the ball. He's just got to have confidence. And and like I told him, if if I'm telling you to shoot it, you know that should give you all the confidence that you need. And um, Jack McKay um, had came by. He came by one of our games, and I said, Jack, you know, who's a former player at Oakdale, and Jack is now at uh, Lacomia. I said, Jack, can you do me a favor? Look Will in the eyes and tell Will what I would tell you. And he looked <laughs> Will now. He says, Shoot the ball. So, um, you know, we're, we're we're excited about the way that Will is coming along uh, for us. I mean, he was a late. Uh, late picker up, but I tell you, we're truly blessed to get him. Yeah, I, I see some size on your roster. I see six five, six six, six six, six seven, six six, six five. Uh, you said Mr. Weatherspoon's coming back, and he's 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 six. He's six five, six five yes. too. So there's there, there's another tall player. So you have some good size on this roster. Yes, I mean. Yeah, we, we have it there. I mean, Max, uh, we have Max, uh, um, Max Holiday. We have him on there as well uh, from Frederick High School. He's like six six, six seven. You have some shorter guys too. You have you have three guys uh, under six feet. I see. So or four guys under six feet. I see. So so height doesn't matter. It's 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 how well they play basketball. Yeah, right? and we told me it's it's not the you know the size of the statue is what what's, what's measured on the inside. Right. So, so what are your expectations for this group? Uh, how how do you stack up in 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 the uh, in in the JUCO Maryland scene here, I, I tell you, we're we're really excited um, where we're at and and where we can actually uh, be hitted to. I I, I think that uh, with the group that we have and everyone stays healthy, um, I, I think it could be a really good run for us um, for sure. Because you know we're starting to believe in one another, um, lean on each other, and and really plan together. Um, like we're true family, uh, the brotherhood concept. So we're, we're super excited, and, and we really feel that um, we can make a deep run. Uh, season started slowly. Uh, you guys you guys started off, uh, you were 0-3, um, uh, but then you won four in a row. So it was, or um, actually 0-4. How, how did you go from 0-4 to, to 4-4? <laughs> well, you got to keep grinding. You can't give up. Yeah. You know, it's just like life. If you get hit, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay down or are you going to get back up? Um, and again, we, we treat losses as lessons, um, and, and we've learned quite a few things, you know, in each and every one of those losses, um, and just being able to just bounce back because, you know, those four losses that we have could have very easily been four and zero, oh, it could have been three and one and two and two, but we can't uh, cry over spilled milk. Our whole thing is that we just have to um, continue to work hard and, and, and be better, um, and that's what happened there after those four losses. You guys haven't played much at home. I mean, I, uh, you went out to Pittsburgh, it looks like, and played a couple of games there. 
and and then you've been at Anne Arundel, you've been at Catonsville, you've been at Chesapeake. So you haven't had a lot of chances to play in front of the in, in, or in your home gym yet. And we're excited about the uh, January schedule moving on because yeah. it, it looks like we're going to have probably about 12 or 14 games home. So it gives the community a chance to come out and not only support, but see some really good college basketball. Okay. Uh, what do you, what do you enjoy the most when you when when you wake up each day? Well, what are you most excited about? Uh, just being able to put my feet on the ground. You know, I just give thanks. You know, each and every day, I tell our players to, you know, take one pair of their tennis shoes and put it underneath the bed. When they get up in the morning, you know, they have to get on they have to get on their knees to get them. And before you reach, just basically say thank you for another day, uh, because tomorrow is not promised to anybody. We don't take anything for granted. We live each day to the fullest, because tomorrow may not ever even get here. Um, so we, we, I'm just super grateful uh, for the support that I have. You know, my wonderful wife, Dina, you know, she's just very supportive and almost like the administrator <laughs> of our program yeah. uh, when we're doing well, you things. Need, you need someone to do that work. Yeah. She does a great job. And then my brother, who consider himself as the uh, consultant, um, you know, he, he does a great job with us as well when he has to talk to me about things or talk me through things. But... Uh, it, it's just really uh, grateful to have an attitude of gratitude, you know. Uh, you know, we're getting moving. We're going to Christmas season, okay? It's going to be the holidays. And we always try to tell folks, don't focus on so much what's under the tree and don't focus so much on what's on the table, but focus on and be grateful for who's around the table. And and, yeah. and, and we're super grateful for this year to around our table. Um, we have another grandbaby, you know. So, I mean, she's four months, uh, you know, Harper Michelle. Uh, Rollin. So we're just super, super excited about that, along with the other grandkids that we have. But, you know, having an attitude of gratitude, basketball is great, but it's not everything. You know, and that's what we're trying to teach our uh, student athletes is that it's not in all and be all. It, it's basically how you treat other people and, and how much you give back to your community and, and how much, you know, and, and how can you stay humble. Um, because those are just huge things. And if you can have an attitude of gratitude, you know, you're going to go a long way in life. And we always challenge our players. Did you tell your mother or your father today or your, your, your guardian, did you say you love them? And some of them say, oh, well, they know I love them. No, don't. We don't operate that way. Our thing is that we need you to say that to them each and every day, you know, because you just never know, you know, what your parents may be going through just because you see it. You may think that everything is everything, but deep down inside, you know, they may need that hug or they may need you to say, hey, you know, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. Or, you know, thank you for uh, the sacrifices that you've made for me to be where I am today. Uh, every day is an opportunity for you, right? Every day is an opportunity to be better. That's for sure. You know, I'm not trying to be better than anybody. I'm just trying to be better than who I was yesterday. Right. Okay. Um, most of your players, what, what is their next step? Is it to go on to, uh, to another place to play basketball? Do they enter the workforce? Like for most of your players, what, what, what's the next step after, after they leave your program? Uh, the, the next step is basically to be able to play, um, at a four-year school. Okay. Um, and, and, and we always tell them that you do your job and we'll do ours. And that's basically, you know, do your thing in the classroom, uh, be the best possible student you can, you can be. Don't just settle, you know, don't say that, you know, I got a 70%, you know, yes, that may mean that you have a C, but that's average. You know, let's go above and beyond because the biggest thing is that let's be great. Right. 
and, and you could always do more. That, 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 that's another one of your, your, your mottos too, right? Exactly. You know, never be satisfied with your performance because you can always do better. Right. Like, like you are who you are, but, but you could always give a, a little extra and, and, and take that next step. So, all right, Coach. Well, I look forward uh, to seeing you guys get started. The, the, the season resumes uh, at home. Uh, you have a, you have a three-game uh, homestand coming up. In uh, early January, uh, it looks like January, is it the 10th against Allegheny Community College? That is do correct. I ha- do I have that right? That and, is and, correct. And then you're home again against uh, Delaware, uh, Technical Community College, and then uh, Pennsylvania Highlands uh, Community College. Uh, actually, I'm looking at your schedule. Five, your next five Four, or six are at home. It may, it may be uh, yeah, 10 right. or 12 home. Yeah. yeah. How, how did the schedule get set up this way where, where you guys are on the road heavy early, but then you have a big home run? I, I tell you, it's it's like Christmas came Christmas came early in October <laughs> or, or back in August. So, so, uh, so once you get through the tough part in the early season schedule, it, it, it's favorable for you and, you, and you're not and you, and you're in your routine. You, you get to sleep in your own bed and, 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 and do all that good stuff. So. Um, so once again, the next game, Allegheny is always a formidable program. They've had some great uh, players uh, come through that program. Uh, Wednesday, January 10th, uh, it's a 7 o'clock game, right? Yes. Uh, against Allegheny, um, and that's at Frederick Community College. Coach, Merry Christmas to you. Let's, let's, let's do it again sometime soon. Man, thank you all so much, man. God bless it to you and your family and all the wonderful listeners out there. And, and if anything that we give this year, let's just give a helping hand because I tell you, the helping hand will basically take folks a lot farther with, than what you would ever think. Don't worry about the gifts. Don't worry about the gifts. Just worry about helping somebody else. That's the greatest gift of all. Right. Peace and blessing. God bless to you all. Love you all. Uh, once again, uh, D Whiten at Frederick.edu. Is that, is that, Correct. Is that the email where, where people could reach out if, if they're interested in, 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 in getting on board with you? Yeah, so. if they want to get on board, if they even want to, you know, help in some way, donations, whatever, that's, you know, just contact us. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Frederick Community College coach, uh, basketball coach, uh, men's basketball, Daryl Whiten. Thanks so much. Thanks to all of you for listening here on The Final Score. Um, uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy holidays. And uh, looking forward to another year of sports uh, here in Frederick County, and and we'll get it started next week. So thanks for listening to The Final Score. Thanks to uh, Graham Cullen for uh, putting this together. Thanks to my colleagues here at the FNP, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey, uh, for coming on weekly and and, and talking about the great sports scene here in Frederick. Until then, uh, we'll see you next time here. Thanks for listening to The Final Score.